Why do we do this? I think we need to do this. Amen. 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 One more time. Amen. 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 Well, um, we continue the reading from um, last week. Uh, we had uh, part one of, uh, or part three, is it part three already? I don't, yeah, it is part three of our chapter five of Matthew. And we uh, will continue today starting on verse 17 through 20. Now, I just want to remind us that Jesus is starting his ministry here on uh, Matthew 5 after he got baptized and he called disciples and he goes to Galilee and finds himself going to a mountain to teach. Now some people think that he went to preach because they call it the Sermon of the Mount. But it is mostly teaching. And he starts with the Beatitudes, which are calling the poor in spirit, the mourning, the meek, the hungry for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and the persecuted and reviled. He calls them blessed. Remember that? Blessed are those. And then there's their list of uh, things there, right? And uh, they call them blessed. And he also says your reward is great in heaven for some of those conditions. So rejoice. And then he continues to use labels. Yes, Jesus labeled us. Do you like to be labeled? No, nobody does. <laughs> right? I, I think we, we, we just push back a little bit whenever we're labeled. Uh, but he says, you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So there, smack, right in your forehead, there's labels for you. And... Um, but that's good because uh, that was last week's text. We can you know, move on from there. Right? So far, so good? We're good? All right. Now, that is the, what I call the, the feel good part of Matthew 5. That's the feel good part because we are called blessed if we're within all those categories that he shows. And then he says that we are important for the world. Right? Yeah. And that should make you feel good, even if you don't like labels. <laughs> so we're going into 
verse 17 now. Okay, you ready? Okay, let's do this. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. <coughs> Verse 19 says, Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I just didn't like that. Let's pray. Father, please, we pray that you may speak to our hearts, prepare our, our, our souls for what you want to communicate today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> now I had a different name, a different, a different title for this text. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I, call, I was going to call it The Heart of Darkness. <laughs> Remember that book? Who, who remembers that book? Nobody does. That's, that's, that's why I said, nah, it's not going to work. The heart of darkness. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly why I said, nah, so I, 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 I veered away from that. I don't think anybody read that book. But, um, but check it out after this feel-good section, right? In, in, in Matthew 5, that, 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 that Jesus is teaching to those who are listening there. And he is addressing those situations, circumstances... And they're like, oh wow, that's so cool. Right? I'm sure that they were sitting back and saying, that's great. Then he comes here and he says, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same. Right? I, I mean, when I hear that, I cringe. I don't know about you, but I cringe, right? Is he talking about me? <laughs> yeah. well, then I hear, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. And when I hear that, I cringe. It's like, wait a minute. Are you talking about me? I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe it's because uh, that natural recoil that I have maybe is because of what experience does to you right and in my mind I say well now you mention it what's all this deal about righteousness that's a busy subject do you feel righteous this morning? I, I, I guess so. <laughs> What's this deal about righteousness? Can you think of what is righteous in your opinion? 
Because I may have a different one. Right? I mean, we live in a postmodern world, don't we? Right? When everybody's opinion is to be acknowledged, respected. Uh, I was telling Rhonda that in the Disciples of Christ, the Christian Church, Disciples of Christ Church, when there's two people, there's four at least, four opinions about a subject, if not six. So that's a good thing because we can get to debate with ourselves. Right? <laughs> What's all this deal? Now, since Jesus is speaking in the context of a teaching or what has been called a sermon, and I don't want to get sidetracked in all the bigness of this theme. Let's just stick with the text. Let's look at the context of the text. There seem to be three elements that are presented to us in those areas that I have covered before. Number one is the state of being blessed. Right? The state of being blessed. Blessed are those. Number two is the essence of who we are. We have Jesus saying, you are, right? You are the salt and the light. And the third is our actions. Whoever does or obeys these commandments, right? So there's basically three areas that are presented to us here. And there's one more, but I'll address that at the end, okay? Let's talk about these three. First, let's deal with the blessed are those. Note that Jesus points first to the states of being. But not the essence of being itself. He's speaking about being poor in spirit. Right? Who's feel spore and spirit here. You don't have to lift your hand. It's okay. No judging. There's no judgment here. Amen. He speaks about the mourning. Ones who are in mourning. In other words, those who are suffering. Right? Those who are going through a struggle in their lives because of loss. He speaks about the hungry for righteousness about those who have been reviled persecuted these are somewhat passive states these are things that happen around us right or to us these are conditions they do not necessarily relate to who you are, to your character, nor your personality. If you're poor, that means you ain't got money. <laughs> right? If you're meek, that's different. Because that's a, a state of being, right? That is part of a character 
a part of your personality. So he first deals with these things or conditions, and then he moves to those things who have to do with character and personality. But these others are maybe a result of external factors, and, and check this out, they can be remedied. Right? They can be remedied also by external factors. And check this out. They could be remedied by receiving the kingdom of heaven, by being comforted, by being filled of their hunger, by being satisfied, etc., etc. That's how Jesus presents those, right? Blessed are those who are hungry for righteousness because they will receive. Right? And then he goes into the other ones. He says the meek, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers are more related to your personality, right? To your character as a person. And they have rewards. If you read those Beatitudes, as we call them, you will notice that he said, if you are like this, you will have an inheritance. If you are such and such, you will see God. If you are, again, merciful, you'll be called children of God, etc., etc. It goes on like that. To me, I think that that is interesting. There are things that are done to us that are cost, cause us to be blessed, cause us to have a benefit, even if we have nothing to do with it. You, you got that? And there are things that have to do with our personality and our character that also have rewards, right? Because they are good. Now, note that neither one of these two define righteousness. Hello? No. Are you with me? Yes. yes. So, second. Labels. <laughs> when Jesus says, You are, right? Yes. He's declaring those who are listening, his disciples, the followers, he's declaring them to be salt and light. Now, that caught my attention. Because it doesn't speak to their essence as human beings. But it speaks to who they are. You, 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 you get the difference? It's not part of their personality. It's not part of things that has happened to them. It's speaking into them. I have an, ex I have an example. I've struggled all my life with being on time. <laughs> all my life. I could never get it. 
is not the Puerto Ricanness, believe me. I know the Latino time, right? But it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with how my brain is wired. It has to do, I don't know what it is. I just struggled with it forever and ever and ever. One time, my mom is speaking to somebody else that I was going to do ministry with, and he says, no, Reuben. Reuben is dependable. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I mean, I was like, what? I mean, this is my mom. She knows me. But she's telling this fella, I'm dependable. So guess what? Now that's my label. <laughs> you get it? So just because I love my mom, and my mom has put me in that framework, here I am doing everything that I can to be dependable. You see? Yes. It's not that I am on time all the time, but I want to be dependable. Why? Why in the world when I couldn't change that myself? Somebody spoke it into me. Uh, amen. Right? Yes. Somebody spoke this into me. And because of my love for that person, I'm saying, I'm going to honor that. That's right. I want to be whatever that is. Even though in my essence and even in my character, I am not. Are you with me? Yes. So far. Now I know she loves me. And I know that she knows better. <laughs> Why would she speak that into me? Why would she put me in... <laughs> in, 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 in that position. So even if it's not in her nature, even if it's not in the essence of who you are, if somebody speaks good into your life, you're going to be motivated, especially if you love them. Amen. Amen. You're going to be motivated by love. This is not because you must. This is not even because you will. But if you love that person, what are you going to try to do with your life? Honor that. Third, and this is the part of the text that we just read today. And, and it actually, it follows all the way through, through the rest of chapter 5 and chapter 6. As a matter of fact. Jesus then speaks about actions. And here he speaks of breaking or teaching commandments. Right? The law. And that's where I recoil because I have issues. <laughs> the fair reference point is always the kingdom of heaven. You notice that? 
if you do and you teach, you will be called what? Great. Where? In the kingdom of heaven. Right? So that's the reference point, right? That's the place where this speech is going to come from. And of course, if you do not do this, you're going to be called then what? Come on, say it. It's okay. <laughs> you're going to be called what? The least. All right. Who wants to be called the least? Lift your, lift your hand if you want. No, okay, it's okay. I'm not looking. Again, this is no judgment here. There's no judgment here. All right? But he's putting these two conditions in front of who, these people who are listening. And then he moves into the righteousness realm. Now he's going to be direct. Right? And he uses righteousness as a measuring stick that gives you passage to the ride. Have you ever been to Disneyland? <laughs> right? You have to be yay tall. Right? In order to participate or to go into some of these rides. So, so here's Jesus, right? Saying, if you are going to be participating in this ride, you have to measure up. Hmm. Now, who does he use? Who does he use as a measuring stick? Pharisees and scribes. Who are these? Hmm? Law keepers. Or so we think. Right? They are the people that keep the standard. The teachers. Those who we look to. It could have said the pastors, the clergy, the Sunday school teachers. Right? Amen. Hmm. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now you're talking about me, brother. <laughs> right? No, this is personal. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a pretty high bar. Because the concept that I have of the Pharisee is what? They know. They know. Right? And if they say something, it must be true. Because... They know. So I'm, I'm scratching my head here. I'm trying to figure out what is Jesus really doing here and what is Jesus really saying. Because Jesus goes against these Pharisees and scribes and tell them what? What they're real like. Like they're really like. Right? 
He calls them and labels them dead. What was the, the term that he used? Uh, Unwashed tombs. I mean, so what is he really doing here? Was he lifting the righteousness of these teachers or was he putting them down? Was Jesus saying, you have to be better than them and they're zero? In other words, anybody can be better than them. Have you ever thought about that? I figure you didn't. Because you see, it depends on the concept that we have of these people in authority. Hello? Right? If we think that these are the ones that are supposed to symbolize what is straight and righteous, then we will see ourselves and think, hmm, I'm in trouble. Because I don't make it. I don't measure up. You're with me? Yeah. Now if we see them as us, then things change, don't they? Because if we see the teachers just as regular human beings that are faulty, that screw up, then we will say, oh well, <laughs> I have a chance, right? right? I have a chance. It really depends on your view of the Pharisees and the scribes. It depends on your view of preachers. It depends on your view of priests, of pastors, of teachers. Hmm. So, I, I, I want to put, 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 pull this back together here. There's a state of being blessed. Then, what we are declared to be. And then there's our actions. What we owe out of love to the one who blesses us. Did you know yeah. that? Because if we see our actions against the law, we are guilty. guilty. No doubt. As a matter of fact, if, we, if, you, if you take some time this week, and this is your homework, if you take some time this week to read the rest of the chapter and read on to chapter 6, you'll know we're in trouble. Because this is what Jesus says, have you heard? Well, I'll tell you. Right? You know that. If you don't know that, I pray that you take the time to read it. You've heard that if you kill somebody, right, you commit murder. But I tell you, that is even worse. If you think ill 
of that person. <laughs> what? That means that all politicians, <laughs> right? All of them are murderers. I mean, I want you to think about this because this is what Jesus is doing. What Jesus is trying to make people understand is that they break the law. And the law is good. And the law is not meant to make you feel guilty or shameful. That's what happens to me, right? Whatever the law is mentioned, I'm like, no, 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 no. Please, let's not talk about that. Right. Let's not get in there. Because I know I break it all the time. I go over 30 miles an hour right here on 14 every day. 60. Right? And what Jesus says, if you break it, just the little ones... We're guilty of all of it. I mean, that's always, always been a source of shame for me. You hear, Sophia? <laughs> so, what is Jesus doing? What's he doing? Note, note, note this, and this is the last thing I wanted to mention. Note this, he goes into, I think it's verse 18 here. Mm -mm, no, actually verse 17 and 18. Jesus does something that's really interesting. He says that he did not come to abolish the law, are the message of the prophets. He did not come to do away with all the justice speak. Right? He did not come to do away with what is right. So what is he doing? He came not to abolish but to Oh, okay. So there is something major happening here with the person of Jesus Christ. The Pharisees mm -hmm. did not. Uh, they didn't get it. <laughs> the That's the point. The, the, the cornerstone. Yeah. They rejected the cornerstone. That's right. So this is the thing that I have to think about. In this statement. Is really telling until heaven and earth pass away. In other words, you and I are in a state that we cannot overcome. Hello? And this is hard truth. Again, so sometimes Christianity has seen itself as, oh, we're so, I mean, we're, 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 we're so cool. 
Because of the blood of Jesus, we're going to be singing about this, right? We're so cool because we have been made righteous. You see? And we put ourselves in the same place where the Pharisees and the scribes were. And we think of the others as the one who need Jesus Christ. Right? We look outside the walls of this place and we say, Oh, they need Jesus! <laughs> if they only knew! But we don't realize and we forget that we need Jesus too. Amen. Every day. Until the end of days. Hello? Amen. Have you heard that? Alright? I, 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 I need to be conscious of this today. Right? Today. Every single day. I am not the standard. Until heaven and earth pass away until all is accomplished. He says, now, this could be a reference of him fulfilling his work on the cross, which, you know, will not be completely done until the end of times. I mean, there's many ways of looking at this. Or it could be just a reference of an inability to fully fulfill the law with our own efforts. I mean, it could be, right? I mean, I, you can, it could be both. Who knows? I... Uh, it's beyond my pay grade, that's for, that's for sure. So, I think that what is important about this passage is that our blessings do not come necessarily because of who we are, nor what we do. But we are called. Right? right? And we are called to what? To be what? Right? To be salt and light. Now, you see what's, what, what happened there? He said, You are. You are, Sophia. Right, Alicia? Ronald? Ed, you are. Hey, Annis, you are. George. Judas, Shirley, you are. Do you love him? Yes. Yes. Do you love this Jesus? Yes. And because we love this Jesus, and he's saying to us that our being has shifted into a different realm of extensions, then, then, it is possible for us to be. Mm. Even if we're not. Even if it's not in our nature or our essence. Why? Because He has spoken that unto us. Amen. And he's saying to us, you can do way more 
through the power of the Spirit of God in you than what you think. Amen. And you can overcome way more than what you think you can. Not because of you, but because of me. And what I speak unto you. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Now, if there's a place where I would do... Uh, uh, thank you. Say that again, whoever did say that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy. Hallelujah. Because if there is any good news in this world, it's that He loves us so that He has done what we can't so that we could. Amen. Amen. Now, talk about righteousness, right? So in the realm, in the, in the context of righteousness, then we are not. But we carry that which has been spoken into us. So we can act as if. Now, the more that we recognize that we are receivers of the grace of God. Now, check this out. The grace of God, not the merit that we deserve, but the grace of God. The more that we can share the good news with others. Because it's not because of us. It's because of God. So righteousness is relating directly, right? Mm -hmm. Directly to God's grace. Mm. Not to my actions. <laughs> so, I've been digging into some of this, and we're done, by the way. But <laughs> my Puerto Ricanness just gets into it, yeah. I, I think the more we recognize this, the freer we will be. Yes. To do the right thing, not because we ought to. Right. It's not even because we must, yeah. but because we love this one that has given us the grace. Yes. This is because of love. Because of love. I tell you, there's no greater motivator. No greater motivator than the power of love. Amen. Now, next week, we'll dig into a little bit more about this theme of uh, 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 righteousness. We'll, we'll, we'll move into Romans and, uh, and, and, and we'll work more on this because I think it's important for us to deal with that with that which affects us directly in our existence and that's which I think believe Jesus is speaking to us and teaching us about. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.